Welcome to another series preview media availability edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Today is Wednesday, May 3rd, 2023. After getting swept by Maryland, the Indiana University baseball team will travel to Evanston, Illinois for a series at Northwestern. Indiana will then travel to Xavier for a newly scheduled midweek matchup on Wednesday, May 10th. The media met with Coach Mercer to discuss the series, discuss how the team plans to move on from the Maryland series and challenging themselves with an extended road trip. Typically ask you every week, but have you uh, kind of decided what the uh, weekend starters are going to be? Yeah, so actually we, we will make a bit of an adjustment this week. So we'll go Sonard on Friday and then we'll TBD Saturday and Sunday, kind of post game there. Um, we've kind of talked about it for a couple of weeks and we've kind of talked about it in, in the room here, but just kind of getting things lined up for the kind of the last month, you know, and, and, uh, you know, last year we didn't really have a chance to, to set the deck kind of going into the big 10 tournament and then hopefully there beyond and kind of got caught there in between. We didn't have much of a choice, but we got to that Thursday because it, you know, it goes Friday, Thursday, and then this year it's up to Tuesday in the conference tournament, uh, Tuesday or Wednesday kind of depends on where you're at in the, in the, in the standings. But so we got to that Thursday of that last week and we just didn't have, anybody, you know, one of our normal guys that could throw Thursday and just kind of put the team in a tough spot. Now, we couldn't do anything differently because we had to win to get in, so we had to keep the last weekend um, kind of that rotation the same. So, But we'll go with Luke on Friday and then be able to go TBD on Saturday and Sunday. And, and then obviously, you know, you feel like Kraft is stretched out to where he could be a starter as well and Reisdorf and Phillips where they could go on, on, on a Sunday potentially. Seti obviously could still be in that conversation going into Sunday, but it does give us a chance to – in a healthy way, get Luke ready to go for kind of down the stretch. Um, and so you, what you don't want to do is kind of go into hopefully the Big Ten tournament for us and hopefully beyond is then put him in a position where you're rushing him those last two weeks to get him up a couple of days. And, and you don't want to get caught in a position where you get to the Big Ten tournament. And and probably your most, obviously your most prototypical starter for us isn't available until Thursday of that week and we're kind of in a tough spot. So we'll kind of start that transition for him and you know, we've done a good job, you know, managing in general, and he's been a huge part of that kind of the, the, the kind of the system that we've run to allow us to find our first spot where we feel like we can we can really take a game and use Crafty, knowing that we have Sonard on Saturday to kind of stabilize everything and and then kind of manage on Sunday as well with SETI or whoever. Um, but it's just time for us to, to kind of go uh, into kind of the next phase of it, and, and, and Luke's the guy for us to do that. One, we need to get in prepared for like kind of that, that this last month run, but also it's time for the guys to go and do it now, right? We're, we're going to have to, we're in a position now, we've done a really good job managing and kind of trying to grow up, right? Grow the young guys up and develop them. And now it's time to just go play, to play ball and, and allow those guys that are just going to have to go do it. So kind of to clarify with him being uh, game one in the Big Ten tournament, that's also setting him up for a potential game one in a regional? Well, yes, potentially. So the, the the difference being is, could you ever get him to game one? I don't know if you can get him to game one in, right. the, in the Big Ten tournament. So if it's, you know, if it's a Tuesday game or a Wednesday game, even then it's still hard to get him there. But you got to get him as close as you can. And really, the only way for us to do that is over the last three or four weeks to kind of gradually work him. So it'll go Friday, Friday, and then the last week is Thursday. And then that way, the only chance you could even get him to potentially a Wednesday is if we started now. Um, so that way you don't have to go a, a week short, a week short, a week short, and kind of going yeah. into it. So we'll just kind of gradually get him there.
But that'd be the same thing for your competition. Essentially, that Tuesday is going to be a midweek game. Yes, in essence, for yeah. anybody. Yes, yes, exactly. Unless you're in such a position where you, you can, can skip him, you could skip somebody, and then, or you know, if somebody's in a position where a guy throws, you know, fifty pitches and then is up for Tuesday, or you skip a guy, like you said. So if you're in that position, you, you obviously have a, a major advantage going into that. But yeah, every most everybody will be in that position as well. Um. Fridays in the Big Ten have been difficult from an offensive perspective. Yeah. So what are you thinking coming into this series? What can you do to try to get that the offense going a little sooner in the series? No, you're, you're 100%. And that's the conversation we've had kind of in, internally is, you know, is moving Sonora to Friday is dependent upon the offense to have the ability to, to manage. You, you, you have to have – it just takes some responsibility for those guys to be able to do that. So – you know the, the the big thing for us in in a, in a Friday game is we, we've got to we've got to be able to adjust more quickly um, to to what's happening. Where it's whether it's the you know the four seam or a sinker or whatever it is, it just can't take us two or three times to line up. So I've tried to make a few adjustments in in, in using more of the spin ball stuff again, and I've made a few adjustments with some guys swings at, at Hunter and and in Josh Pine a little bit, Bobby and in Glasser. So maybe we can be a little bit more adjustable to some more higher higher premium stuff. Um, the way that we train, the way that we train is going to, we, we have to, mechanically, it makes us a little more exposed to sinkers and change-ups. Um, and so we've tried really hard throughout the course of the year to expose them to more of that stuff. So maybe making a few adjustments with how we're starting in our position a little bit, and then to make sure that they're seeing a bunch of those in the, in the course of, of our training environment to just getting ready to go. Like we got to get off to a good start. We got to get the thing off the ground and get started there. So that would be that would be kind of the, the, the big thing for us. Is the rest of it's just it's baseball, right? The rest of it's negligible and pretty common sense. But for the things that we've done, I have tried to make a few adjustments with guys' setups to, to be a little bit more adjustable. And I've tried to, to show more sinkers and things like that in the, on the spin ball machine to hopefully help us to get off to a little bit better start because we typically those are the guys that we have struggled more against. But it's a double-edged sword where if we're not kind of in the positions that we're in, from a physical standpoint, it's harder to transition quickly. And so with us playing so many young guys, we have to get them ready to play right away. But you also can have – I mean, there's there's always two sides to, to everything. And, and so we've done a good job of getting guys ready, but we also have to make sure that they're capable of handling a variety of pitches um, and the sinker and change up being kind of the, the, the priority for us to be ready for it. With Maryland being the first series loss in two months, yeah. so that the team is very player led, what have the messages been like heading into yeah. this weekend? It's been really good, you know. And I don't just say that. I mean, I would tell you otherwise. Where I thought if we were, you know, in a in a in a, in a kind of a different spot, but I just think they understand. Like sometimes it just happens. It wasn't, you know. You know, we talked about Friday. I didn't think we we didn't respond great, but it's Saturday. It's a close game up. It's a good game until like the eighth inning, and then Sunday it's seven to seven into the eighth inning, seventh or eighth inning, and so they responded well. And, and like everything that we value, they did to the best of their abilities. Just it just didn't work. Um, and so I think that they can let that go. I think they can understand that that's just part of it. It's not the end all be all. And um, and in in the the attitude, you know, from Bobby and and Philip and all those guys has been good. They just, they've, they've handled it. You know, practice was lighthearted the last couple of days and it wasn't super serious and, and guys didn't seem to make more of it than what it was. And, and I was, you're always curious how guys are going to handle it. Body language and communication and how are they around you or, 
you know, guys going to be awkward and all those different things, especially because we've, we've just, we've won so much. That it's, it's kind of a different experience. Like, wow, this is, this is different. So, you know, I, I really haven't had to have additional conversations. I haven't had to, it's just been kind of like business as usual, which is, again, the kind of the indication of those guys being able to, to manage themselves within. So I've, I've been really pleased to be honest. The road performance has improved gradually over the course of the season. You're now, I think, at eight and nine. Mm-hmm. Um, now you're heading into both a – you both have a weekend series and now a midweek that's on the road. Um, what are you hoping to see in the process of just, just being on the road and what they can do on the road? Yeah. It, it, I, you know, as a hitting guy, I always kind of like the, the ability to hit first, right? You have a chance to kind of strike first, and mm-hmm. and you, you're literally and figuratively more offensive. So I, I, I like that. I would like for us to get off to a good start in those ball games. I would like for us to not have to have, and, and this is a hitting guy where you're I, I need a thousand swings to get myself ready to play the game today. You know, we just we need to be able to get our work in this week, which honestly, not having the midweek game has been good, where we can get some more work in. Um, but we we just need to be able to go and get our work in the cages in, and then go play. And and our guys work really hard. They they are such a hardworking group. And sometimes you can become so dependent upon that that you 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 don't have as much confidence. And it's like, hey man. There's nothing today in the 30 minutes before the game that's going to change your ability to play. Like, go be confident and compete. Believe in yourself. So I guess that's what I would like to see. I'd like to see us get off to a good start. I'd like to see us be confident in in a different environment where they're not, you know, those guys are here at 10 o'clock in the morning on a Friday. You know, that once because of class on Friday, typically it's all online. And so the guys are here at 9 or 10 o'clock in the morning hitting for like five hours before the game. We can, we can go and score runs. We can produce offensively without having to have all of those amenities at our disposal and and you know from a pitching standpoint we've we've pitched similarly on the road as to home I, I think it'll be just about you know matchups and conditions and those kind of things but you know with with going Friday you you, you obviously you, you feel good about that you're going to have a chance to, to go and compete immediately and and uh, so I I would like to see us be confident in ourselves offensively I like to see us not have to have the there's the so much of a pregame to be able to compete and I'd like to see some of us some of the work you've done this week translate um, for more production. Um, against Maryland, there was a lot of home runs hit. Was there yeah. sort of what would you kind of attribute that to? For obviously for them or for you? For you, yeah, just the wind blowing. Honestly, I'm not trying to you know, we did a, we did a good job hit the ball hard, but the wind was blowing out 25 miles an hour, which helps both sides. But we did too. Um, and you know the, the Carter's Carter's uh, like a diesel engine, right? He just he kind of gets a little time and gets warmed up, and he's he's playing really well right now. Had some live at bats today, and he's he's swinging the bat really well. So he kind of did the same thing last year, where he he kind of got going down the stretch, and you know Devin's Devin's Devin, right? So he he's <laughs> he's he's special. Um, but you could see some of the other stuff where you just you get a little bit of an advantage to have a bit of the wind blowing. Tyler's doing a good job, so um, we're getting. We got better offensively over the course of the weekend, which was really good to see. And you, you typically see that. You know, we kind of got, got punched in the mouth Friday with a good arm. The kid on Saturday was exceptional. And so then Sunday you kind of have like a, a resurgence again once you kind of get acclimated to that level of pitching once more. So, you know, guys are hitting the ball hard, which is good, but you also had a really, you know, an offensive day to hit the ball hard in. You know, we kind of joked beforehand, but, you know, we practiced today and the wind's blowing in, you know, 15, 20 miles an hour. And I was kind of joking. I was like, I, I wish we had that day on, on Sunday. But, um, but you know, guys weren't hitting the ball, you know, as far. So I, I would say the guys were getting better, did a good job, but also it was good hitting conditions too. 
Uh, would you say that um, put this that there have been there's been some track record of you, of your team being actually quite good against guys who have a significant track record. Yes. Um, is that kind of a preparation? Is that is that a true statement? First of all, and if so, is what, what what do you attribute that to? Yes, it is true. It's easier. Now, this is just human nature. It's easier to have a. I'm going to indict myself to a degree, but it's like it's easier to get a group fired up to go compete every pitch because baseball is an everyday sport. And it's like every day you, you give them, you give them the scouting report and you, you go in there. It's like, well, it's the same sequence and the same scouting report. Cause it's, the guys are similar, right? And it's an everyday sport. But when you have a guy that has stuff and a guy has a track record and all of a sudden you can go in and you can post an article about so-and-so is, you know, going to be this in the draft and so-and-so is going to be this and that. It does help you to be able to get a group focused. And that's typically what our, you know, when you ebb and flow, it's in baseball, it's typically focused. Can you keep a group focused over 60 games? And can you keep them locked in? And, you know, that that's always the hard part. It's, we're, they're still young. You know, it's it's not, we're not 27, 28, 29 years old. There's, and, and so keeping them focused and keeping them engaged is really important. We have similar scouting reports, you know, to, to regardless. But I also would say the more guys thrown, the more dramatic his tendencies can be. And so you can also you can also help them more so. For for example, I can remember we played East Carolina. They had a lefty, actually, he's a position player now in the big leagues. But he had a really, really dramatic tendency with, with his pitch corner, pitch selection. And so I told him the first time through the lineup, I was like, we're just going to take the change up the first time through and make him establish he can throw for a strike. And the second time, once you've seen it, then we can go on it. And I can remember Grant Richardson took it the first time through. Second time through, I kind of gave him like the nod, like, okay, it's time to go. And in a pit of three-run home run, a changeup, and we blew it open, and the guy thought we were picking his pitches and all that kind of stuff. And he was a great player, but but he 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 started like forty games. You had all these all these numbers and all these tendencies, and you could put together a really advanced scouting report. Um, you know, when we play Ohio State, you know, their the first game with that kid had thrown he had thrown against us before. He had thrown there's so much data, summer ball and college, really heavy heavy. Um, Amount, amount of information so you could put together you know exactly what he's going to do you can program it and go and so sometimes when there's a guy that's not as there's not as much information it's harder um, but also when a, when a guy's good it's easier to get the guys fired up so yeah that's like for an example like McCoy this weekend because you, you said that he, he kind of actually looked different than what his yeah. profile was yeah he was I mean I, I was joking with with their coach beforehand now it was really unfortunate he, he was hurt a couple weeks ago got hit and missed some time. And so, um, yeah, he was like, I was joking. I was like, Rob, he's like 89, 91. Where did 92 to 95 with 18 inches of horizontal action come from? He's like, you know, he's done it before, but like for like for seven innings. And, and it was just like, yeah, he was just like transcendent. He was like a first round, he was a first round, it was a first round performance. It was incredible. Um, so yeah, that's, it's way harder when like, your scouting report says he's probably going to be 90-91 or 89-92, whatever it is, and then he comes out and he's 92-95 and like an incredible sinker. So, yeah, that, that, that part gets really hard when, when, when that kind of stuff happens. I didn't think, like Dean on Friday, I didn't think he was dramatically different than what we thought he was going to be. We just didn't execute to the plane. But when, when you know, McCoy came out on Saturday and the first three pitches were 94-95, I kind of thought this, this might be a tough day for us. <laughs> Um, but then we did a really good job against Sabaku, right? Who who's kicked our butt a couple of times and pitched really well against us, and, and and we made a really good adjustment to him. And again, you've seen him before. 
you've seen a bunch of video, you know the data, and he's a guy, and we came out and, and swung the bat really well against him. Ryan's pitched really well out of the bullpen, and yeah. Maryland's kind of an anomaly because their yeah. offense is so good, but have you yeah. considered keeping him in the bullpen just for sake of comfortableness? It was a huge point of conversation for us for the last month. Is is he the same? Okay, are, are the six innings the same out of the pen as the six innings the same as a starter? And you may get to a point eventually where it just doesn't matter. You're just going to have to do it because you have to do it. Uh, but yeah, that that's been a huge point for us. Is like he's been so good out of the pen. Do you do you change it because you don't know what you're going to get? And now, although I think Ryan is incredibly mature and, and very composed. I think he would be just fine as it when you're winning 70% of your games and he's pitching at like a 0.9 ERA. It's like, if it ain't broke, don't fix it and just keep kind of doing the same thing. Um, and as long as he keeps getting his workload up to where he could potentially be a starter, I'm, I'm comfortable doing whatever, whatever we need to do. We just kind of like we always say, you just find a way to grab one win and then we'll worry about tomorrow tomorrow because you might score 10 runs and, um, but, yeah, it, it would be nice if he eventually could be a starter. Uh, but we got to win Friday, Friday. And if you need him to win on Friday, then you have, you have to do that. Uh, but, but, yeah, that was a – you hit the nail on the head there. That was a big-time conversation we've had is, is it the same – are you getting the same production as a starter? Because he, you, know, you, you could use him after Sonar. That's a, such a different look where you're getting one or two outs, maybe even three outs, just based on the different look. If I tell you today Ryan Kraft is starting and you do four days of scouting reports and you put him in the spinball machine and you don't have anything else to, to, to you know, reference him to, he may not be quite as effective without you know, coming in after somebody else. And, and you don't know who's coming in, Kraft, or which one's Kraft again. He's the one that's from here and there's a little bit of scrambleness and you can usually steal some outs that way. Is there also the the concern there though, because you you are so extended with him yeah. that that moving him around to different days of the week from an arm care perspective, I think would have to be a yeah. challenge. It's a it's a big deal. Yeah, it's a big deal. Yeah, it's what we we haven't we 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 kind of went from like he's up every day to where it's like he's gonna make his run. Like he's gonna go four to six innings, and that's gonna be it for the week. And we've kind of transitioned him more into that role. Unless, you know, somebody else goes eight and he closes it, right? That would be the only time that we would bring him up a second time. Um, but we have really tried hard to not get him up and down three times. It's, you know, hey, get up, get down. Hey, get up, get down. It's like, no, hey, you're going to get up in the fourth and you're going in the game and that's it. So managing him to the best of our abilities as far as, like, just not being careless about when he gets up in the pen and, you know, how short of, how short of rest he's on and how we manage his, his midweek pens and so and he's a really mature, super mature kid to where he knows his body and communicates those things really well. But yeah, it's, it's, it's something weird. <laughs> like number one on the list is like, Sonard, how's, his, how's he feeling? Then Kraft, how's he feeling? It's kind of the topic of, of every day. Um, a lot of freshmen, I guess up to that Maryland lineup, yeah. had a really good stretch yeah. of a lot of good innings. Yeah. Um, have you kind of noticed uh, maybe like a confidence hit? Yeah. Big big time. Oh, you mean like from this past weekend? From the freshman ever yeah, yeah, having yeah, a really good stretch yeah, and then going yeah, to the Maryland line. Yeah. Well, yes. I mean, you, you're gonna you're you're also the human, right? You're gonna have a little bit of like, well, that didn't go as I had hoped, and it's like, move on. It's okay. Like you're, you're doing a really good job. You ran into a bus all for a day there, um, but you're you just you got to have a relationship with them where they they know it's okay to fail, like fail uh, with great effort, with great intent, doing a good job. You know. 
we didn't we didn't walk the bases loaded and then hit two guys and the guy throws the ball in the gap. They just they just clubbed you, right? And then that sometimes that happens. And so I think that part, knowing that that you're in the fight with them, you believe in them. We kind of joke about it a little bit. You know, welcome to college baseball and all that good stuff. So I think they'll be fine. They just kind of kind of move forward and um, you know, so those guys through today, Phillips and Reisdorf were both really good and Foley was was good. So I I think the, I think they'll be fine and. They have they have had enough success under their belt now that you 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 can have something to rely back on. You have something to fall back on. Where it's like, hey, you've done that. You've done it. You've been there before. You know, you, you just kind of move forward. And and if you play the game long enough, it's going to happen. And I, I did think it was pretty funny. It was really a masterstroke of coaching from Coach Glant. He he kind of sent out to the group, the pitchers group. He said, hey man, like it happens to the best of us. And it showed like his pitching line from one game at Purdue. It was like point one innings, three walks, four hits, seven runs, or something like that. He's like, "This was my draft year. It happens to the best of us. Like, move on." And you know, he went on to play pro ball for a long time. And and so I thought that was a really, just a really smart move. You know, it's like we've all been there. We've all had one of those days. And you know, I joked, um, I joked with him. I remember my sophomore year of college, first week back, I played really well, um, and uh, I conference player of the week my first week. Second week, I played doubleheader on Saturday. Randolph Friday, double header Saturday, I was 0 for 8 with 7 strikeouts. And I can remember the guy in the stands kept yelling at me like if I was on scholarship that I should give my money back. And uh, and I, I laughed because I wasn't on scholarship. So it was like there's nothing to give back. And I got to a no 2 count in my 8th at bat. And I remember the guy, when the, one of the people yelling at me was like, dear God, if you strike out again, <laughs> he was like, and whatever it was, you know, and I ground out to the second baseman. I'd never been so happy to have a ground out to the second baseman in my life. And then we got to the ninth inning, and we were winning of the second game. Lead off out, ground ball back to the pitcher. He ran over to me at first base, and he underhand tossed it to me, and I dropped the ball. And the leadoff runner was on, and that guy went on to score, and we ended up losing the game. So we've all been there. Like, I was there as a player. Coach Klein was there as a player. So you tell those guys those stories and try to help them understand, like, it's not always – it's not always your day, but it's not always not going to be your day. And, you know, you play this game long enough, it's going to happen. Do you know when Glant sent that to the freshman pitchers? He sent it to the whole pitching staff. It was like, it was probably Sunday night. It was Sunday night after the end of the weekend. It was funny because I was uh, putting the kids to bed. We were all kind of laying there reading a book, the three of us, and um, and I got a ding and I looked at it and I start just busting up laughing <laughs> as I read it. And you know, my son Grady was like, "What's so funny, Dad?" I was like trying to explain that to a four-year-old. <laughs> can't comprehend it, but I thought it was so funny, and just, just a mark of a good coach, man. Just somebody that's able to be, like, in the boat with you, rowing the same direction. That has, you know, I've been there, boys. That's going to be okay. You're doing a great job. You know, you're going to the weekend with the, leading the ERA, leading the Big Ten in the ERA in conference play, and have a bad weekend. Sometimes you get your butt kicked. So yeah, it was Sunday night. I remember that now because I was putting the kids to bed and. I text him. I was like, "Man, that was a really, it was just a really, really good move on your part." So, we've all been there. So it was a sorry, I keep no, so clarifying, so but just I find it cool. Um, yeah. yeah. So it was a text to like a group chat. Yeah. So we have like you know have like the team group, you have the pitchers group, and then you have the hitters group, and I'm in all of them, obviously. Right. And so I just saw the ding come through, and I had hit the kind of picture of his box score, and and uh, and uh, you know. And, he kind of explained the, the the situation, kind of what it was, and he was like, "This was my draft year, and point you know point got one out and seven earned runs, and um, and so all the guys liked it, and it was just kind of funny." Uh, are, do you think the team's feeling good about you know the 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 slight schedule shift, trying to get a little bit better competition next week? Yeah, you know, I I think I just 
kind of I explained it a little bit to them and, and just kind of told them, you know, it's our responsibility to put you guys in the best position to be successful. And as coaches, that's that's our job. And and you guys just go out and play the game and do what you always do and do the best you can. But yeah, they they uh, they understood and, and were I think probably excited. I think I didn't go into too much depth with it, but I think they kind of kind of got the gist of it and. It was something that we had talked about for a couple of weeks potentially doing, and this last weekend didn't really have much to do with it, but it was just kind of the balls in motion and let's kind of finish it. So, but yeah, it seemed like it was they were a good spot with it. And and Devin smiled because he's from Cincinnati, so he gets to go back home. <laughs> yeah. He gets to go back because he had what, about fifty people there last time. <laughs> so. He did. He had no, like half the city was out. They sent he sent over a picture of uh, him and everybody, the whole family. Um, and uh, they had, you know, like the whole group there. It was, it was really cool. It was really cool because I've seen so many of them, met so many of them over the years, mm-hmm. and, and to get to go back into your hometown and play and then hit essentially the game-winning home run. And, I mean, they were hooting and hollering and fired up, and I was hooting and hollering too to get that. But, <laughs> no, it was really cool. Really cool. Yeah. Thank you for listening to this media availability edition of Talking Hoosier Baseball. Uh, Indiana travels to Northwestern. Uh, the series starts Friday, May 5th at 4 p.m. on B1G+. See you at the BART.